All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian. And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first hypochondriactor. Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. <laughs> How are you? I haven't spoken to you in a while. I know. I'm good. What's been going on with me? Yeah, what has been going on Just with you? Just PT with my arm, you know. Okay. That's yeah. all good. My eyes are getting funky. I got to get those checked out. Yeah. I get those floaters in my eyes. Oh, really? Yeah, you definitely need to get that checked out. What does that mean? Well, it can mean a lot of things, but the most serious thing that you want to make sure you don't have is that your retina isn't having any problems. Like it could be a sign of a retinal detachment. So how long has that been going on for? Uh, I don't know, 42 years now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that needs to be checked out. That's a, actually a very serious emergency. Okay, great. I'm going to get it checked out. When did that start? I've kind of always had it. I can kind of see... Can't you see the front of your eyeball when you look into the air? If there's a specific light, you can... Yes, that's correct. But floaters have this distinct kind of shiny quality to them. No, the only floaters I see are images of Priyanka Wally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dinghy in your head, floating, yeah. floating, <laughs> they, floating. They dance around in my head like sugar plum fairies. Yes. I'm doing PT too for my neck. It's going really well. Still, Thanks yeah. for asking. Yes, I was just going to ask. I was just literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's rocking my world, honestly. You love PT. I'm really into PT. <laughs> Here's what I love about PT. Kind of like you get a kind of like a free massage. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll give anything for a free massage. Yeah, I'll give it. Just touch me. Anybody, please touch me. To the audience, the times Sean has asked me for a free <laughs> massage, I swear, if I had a dime for yeah, every time he asked There's me. nothing creepy about that. <laughs> we had to do this on Zoom. I had to set those boundaries because I couldn't do it in person anymore for him. You know what? My sister just left. She was just here visiting with my two nieces, and that was mm -hmm. so nice and lovely to catch up. And, you know, I always like showing... This is your sister from Wisconsin, right? Yeah, mm -hmm, Tracy. Yep. Yep. And um, she, my only sister and so i loved showing movies to like my nieces that have never seen it before that's yeah. like scotty and i always joke around about like if we had kids the only reason we'd have kids is, a, is an excuse to rewatch movies that we yeah, love sure right yeah, it's like sense. right <laughs> no other reason that's like the majority of reasons people have kids anyway, yeah right, right right oh my god like, you've never seen et oh my god wait what's <laughs> let's it's... have a baby <laughs> yeah yeah so i show one of my favorite movies of all time because i think it's just a perfectly written movie and perfectly acted is tootsie it was like like one of oh, the greatest yeah. comedies oh, of yeah, all time. Yeah, totally. It's so brilliant. And so I try to sit them down. They passed out like in 20 minutes. They're like, oh, oh yeah. I can't watch this. So wait, what's the one movie you would show someone who's never seen a movie before? Oh, hands down, My Cousin Vinny. Really? Yes. It's such a crowd pleaser. That's it's so, so funny. funny. The acting is great. It is great. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, the jokes are so silly. I did not think you're like, you got to see my cousin Vinny. Oh, my God. I think it's such a funny movie. <laughs> I, I love that that popped in your head so quickly. Like, yeah, is that your no. favorite movie of all time? Okay. From my perspective, right? Coming from Indian family, Indian background, yeah. right? Yeah. 
My Cousin Vinny is such a great intro to America movie. I think it's like a yeah. quintessential American classic from my perspective. And the Marissa Tomei, like she steals the yeah, show. Yeah. Of you know, course. Just she won the Oscar and, for that. Yeah. No, everything about it. I can watch that movie again and again and just relish it. Really? Yeah, no. I'm that way with Tootsie or Amadeus is my favorite movie. Yes, of all you've time. mentioned Amadeus yeah, lots many of times. times. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great film. That's but a great I love film, that. But... but and then we talk about the movies that we've never seen that we're embarrassed to say we've seen. We haven't seen. I mean, wait, the movies that we have not seen, seen that we're embarrassed, embarrassed to say, to say that, we, say haven't that seen? we haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I have a lot of those. I'm so embarrassed. I'm already ashamed. <laughs> I told you this story. Where I, and forgive me if I'm repeating it, but when I was filming the Bucket List with Jack Nicholson and uh-huh. Morgan Freeman, yeah. we were sitting on set, and you know, you have, there's a lot of downtime when they're lighting a scene or whatever. Right. And so I was like, we're just sitting around. And I said, "Hey," and some of the crew guys were there, and I was like, "Hey, let's go around the room and say the movie we're embarrassed to say we've never seen." Yeah, yeah. Keyword embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so I said, "I'll start." I've never seen The Godfather, and that was the end of the game. <laughs> That was the end of the game. The game was over because like everybody like for the next half hour was like, no way, dude, yeah. this guy's never seen. You've never seen the guy. I can't believe yeah. you've never seen. Dude, did you hear this? Hey, Mike, come over here. This guy's never seen the guy. Yes. And it's just I was yes. like, I know that's the name of the game. You're supposed yes. to say the name of the movie. You're embarrassed to say I've never seen. Yeah, and so totally. by the way, still haven't seen it. Yes. I, okay. I haven't either, Sean. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. You come over and we'll watch it. Oh my gosh. So I actually do have a story to share. Let me just give you some backstory. So like I've gone on auditions, right? Like I get auditions. I've gone on hundreds of auditions, maybe gotten like one callback, never booked anything. I booked like a Volkswagen commercial or something, right? Okay. So I spent a bit of time down in SoCal. My mom would help me sometimes read the lines, right? And she would get like really, really into it. And finally, one day I was like, you know, mom, like you're really into it. And like, you're actually pretty good. You know, she would like talk to me about the characters and stuff. So I was like, you know, do you want to do this? Like, do you, I mean, like, oh do you want to just like yeah. t- try it out? Wow. And she was like, yes. Oh and my gosh. So I talked to Joe, my agent. And I'm like, hey, Joe, this is the situation. Da, 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 da. She goes on three auditions. Uh-huh. She books an audition. And this past weekend, she filmed a scene. What? Are you joking me? I'm not kidding. She does this audition and it, they need a Hindi speaker. And she nails it. And she's she's in a scene. She spent like the morning like filming on set. Uh-huh. And it went like. That's unbelievable. I got to was... call my agent and ask him why I never didn't go in on that. But anyway, <laughs> no, that's yeah, incredible. She books it. She books it. That's a fantastic. She's now like SAG eligible and all the things. Did like, she have fun? Oh my God. She had so much fun. And she's a practicing because... physician, right? Like, so. Look at you I, all. She, I mean, this is like not her thing, but she just had a great time and they needed a Hindi speaker. She looked the part. Well, it just worked. Like it just worked. That's and amazing. I, the reason I asked if she had a good time was because a lot of time people get the fantasy in their heads is like, oh my God, that looks so fun. And and then the reality is the audition, the booking, the learning the lines, the 14 hours a day and you're sweating and then you go into the thing. So here's the thing. When she was on set, I was like, doesn't it remind you of residency training? She's like, yes. This is literally no different than when we were in residency. Well, it's a little different. But the intensity, the intensity of the energy, the yeah. hierarchy, yeah. like the yeah. actors are the equivalent of sort of the med student and interns, and then yes. the director is For the attending. Sure. Like the energy of it is exactly the same. So she was very much in her element. Okay. And good. <laughs> I'm 
it's just if you have a, a smaller part you have to do a lot to kill time because you're just sitting in your trailer waiting and then yes. they knock and they're like you're ready for you it's like three in the morning you have to have the most energy you've ever had yes you know the second they knock on your door you're like okay yes. i'm ready you're like i wasn't yes. sleeping no no it's wild but you know who else has tons of energy and it doesn't stop going is pat monahan yes our guest train today. oh my such god such a big fan of his music i can't wait to talk to him i can't i'm so excited i can't believe he's yes. doing the show but before we get to him let's hear from our listeners our first recorded message is from someone named lauren let's listen hey sean and priyanka this is lauren from wisconsin I am in my mid-20s now, but when I was 12, I had the weirdest medical experience. So I was going about my day at school, and then I started to have kind of like stomach pain, side cramps stuff. So I went to the nurse. They gave me, um, you know, painkiller, heating pad. They thought it was menstrual cramps related, even though it was that time of the month. Um, sent me back to mm. class. It got worse. So I went back, uh, really started to feel just weak and a lot of pain. They called my mom. I went home. Uh, then at that point, I'm laying on the couch. A few hours pass, and then I start vomiting. Yeah. So something's clearly really wrong, and that won't go away. So we eventually go to urgent care. Uh, they want to check out what's going on in, in the abdominal area, but they don't have the right imaging equipment for that. So then we go to the ER. Once we're finally in the ER, um, they do an ultrasound, which is weird as a 12-year-old because, as far as I'm concerned, the only people who get ultrasounds are pregnant people. That's right. Um, but anyway, I got the gooey jelly going. They, they thought it was going to be a cyst, but it turns out my fallopian tube tores and mm. was anywhere from like the size of like a small fruit to a, like a baseball was my understanding. So anyway, they had to go on, go in laparoscopically and remove it um, as an emergency surgery a couple hours later. Um, it's been over half my life now, and I still only have one fallopian tube, and it's just kind of a, a weird thing that happened. I, I, I'm pretty sure this what? is a one-in-a-million thing, literally. Mm. Um, definitely makes for a fun party fact or fun story. Anyway, <laughs> love your yeah, show. Yeah. I love learning from y'all. I love hearing the fun jokes and the fun banter, and you always make my commute better. Thank you. Aww. Oh, that's a sweet line. Thank Lauren. you. That's so nice. Wait, I don't understand. Her fallopian tube burst? It tours. It was a fallopian torsion, meaning it twisted. So the fallopian tube, there are these little slender tubes that connect your ovaries to your uterus. And basically, it, it was a fallopian torsion, so it twisted. To my uterus? No, not your, not your, Lauren's oh, oh, uterus. okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah, but, but basically... You know, fallopian tubes, the term yeah. fallopian tubes, it was named after this 16th century Italian physician named Gabriel Fallopius. Fallopian. Oh, Fallopius. Uh, Fallopius. Okay. Yeah. And Gabriel Fallopius, he also gave vagina and placenta their names. Can you really? It? Yeah. This Italian physician. What's vagina from? Something like vagina. Yeah, it's like Ga yeah. Gabriel Fallopius. Oh, it's like, yeah, this is uh, a vagina. Uh, it's a, a vagina. Yeah. These are fallopian tubes. Too are bad. So creamy. Oh. <laughs> wait, okay. So, okay, so wait a minute. That's crazy. So it twisted. Yeah. And then what? And then it just broke off or what? It really hurts. You can get And a then lot she of got pain. it removed? Yeah, they had to basically take it out. You know, your ovaries can also twist. Um, yeah. fallopian tube torsion and ovarian torsion they have like really similar presentations well and then the pain makes you twist and shout that's yeah. crazy oh there it is oh, that's, that's it thank you Lauren you know what though <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute you know that jelly that they put on you for yeah um, the ultrasound jelly yeah there's something so, so appealing cold. about that like I'm not even kidding I want to put it on bread and like <laughs> eat it or something or like or it looks like gel like hair gel <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. No, um, I, it's very... Uh, I wonder if it would, could be like a hair product. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure if you're in a, in a pinch. I'll yeah. try it. Lauren, I'm so glad you're okay, even though you have one fallopian tube. Isn't that what carries the eggs? So again, the egg comes from the ovary and it moves through the fallopian tube into the uterus. So... And then it attaches itself to the side. To the side of the uterus. Yeah. Good job, Sean. You know that. Yeah, I paid attention. <laughs> me, and you, me and you are attached like that. I'm uh, the, you're my uterus or I'm your uterus and then one of us is the egg. I love how Lauren was like, it makes for a great party story. I know, right? <laughs> what hell of a party. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about that time. My yeah. Who wants force. another martini? I'll tell you about my fallopian tube. <laughs> Lauren, thank you. I'm so glad you're okay. Let's listen oh. to the next one from someone named Teresa. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Wally and Sean. This is Teresa calling from Virginia. About 17 years ago, when I was in my early 30s, I got a smallish tattoo on my inner forearm that contained some red ink. Soon after I got the tattoo, the red ink part started getting inflamed. My skin got puffy and raised up, and it itched like the dickens. And when you touched it, it was hot to the touch. I would put creams on it and hydrocortisone, but it never got better. I had had tattoos before this one, but only with black ink. So this red ink inflammation was totally new for me, and I was so worried that I was having some sort of allergic reaction to the red ink. Mm -hmm. I basically lived with this discomfort for a few years, and it got to the point where I eventually went to a dermatologist for a consultation, and we discussed getting the tattoo removed. Mm -hmm. And around this time, I started seeing a naturopath for, for a different set of skin issues because I had started developing little itchy rashes around my fingers and my hands. My doctor started doing food allergy testing with me and doing things like an elimination diet and blood testing. It turned out that I had a wheat sensitivity. And when I finally eliminated wheat from my diet, lo and behold, my rashes went away and the inflammation in my tattoo went away. Okay. So I've been gluten and wheat free for the last decade. And if my tattoo does start to itch a little, I know that I probably accidentally came into contact with wheat. So my red tattoo wow. has become like a beacon for me, a red flag, if you will. So thanks for listening, uh, and I love your podcast. Bye. Oh, wow. That story really left a mark, didn't it? Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord. Wait, it might be fun to get a tattoo of a rash. <laughs> Would that be kind of cool? That's very meta, don't yeah, you Yeah, right? But wait, the tattoo isn't the only area that will signify whether you have a weed allergy. Why was it only the tattoo area? So this is actually really interesting because there's some reports written in medical literature specifically around red pigments and red tattoo reactions because the red pigments are actually one of the commonest causes of what's called a delayed tattoo reaction wow. so basically there was a, a case report what's that a dtr D dtr delayed, delayed tattoo, tattoo reaction, reaction. <laughs> so there was actually a case report written about this person that had a red ink tattoo and just like Teresa, had a localized reaction around wow. the tattoo but then a month later developed systemic rashes around their whole body. And what's fascinating in this case report, the person had to get the tattoo removed and then the rashes went away. But what's fascinating about Teresa's case is that just changing one thing, which yeah, was it's the kind of amazing, caused her to have so much relief, which, which I think is so fortunate. But the thing about red pigment specifically is that there are certain components in the red pigment that cause reactions. You know, back in the day, they actually used to put mercury in red pigment. That's not and safe. That's yeah, not safe at exactly. All. And now they use certain metals like iron, 
cadmium to replace the mercury, but obviously you can still have some sensitivity to the metals. Wow. And this is why if you have a tattoo, you have mm-hmm. to be really careful when you get an MRI because some oh, people because have said, metal in it. Oh my yeah, gosh. they've experienced burning or a tingling sensation in the MRI machine. Oh, can you imagine these people who have tattoos all over their body? Right. Like a sleeve. Right. Yeah. Because the tattoo ink has the metal components. I was going to get a couple tattoos once in my life, but I didn't want to look too tough. <laughs> Do you have you know any I mean? tattoos, Sean? No, zero. But I've always kind of wanted to get one, but uh, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, Not I don't age. have any tattoos either. And I will never, I can't, it seems just too painful. I'm so like not built for that. And also people that get them like under your bicep, like that skin is so sensitive. Yeah, no. I can't I mean, I'm already so sensitive at baseline, the idea of adding tats. But Teresa, I just want to say, I'm so glad that this was resolved. Doesn't sound like you needed to get the tattoo removed. Yeah. I'm glad you were able to get relief. Thank you both for calling in. Please keep calling, guys. It's so fun to hear from you and so interesting to share your stories. The number to leave a message is 323-529-6031. Again, 323-529-6031. Please keep calling. We love your stories. Let's get to our guest. We are supported by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I don't have the time to take a ton of pills. I just don't. I get up. I want to go, go, go out the door. So I know that Athletic Greens has all those supplements and everything that I used to take all in one delicious drink. It's so easy and it's so good. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things, right? AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash hypo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash hypo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are supported by Best Fiends. So what I love about Best Fiends and just gaming in general mm-hmm. is it, it's like your time to relax, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. the time for yourself. It's time to like go to your special joyful place and mm-hmm. isolate from the world around and just lose yourself into a game. Mm-hmm. And Best Fiends does that for me. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. Inner Peace is great and all, but you know what's better? Making it to level 1000 in Best Fiends. That's what true satisfaction feels like. Right? It's like this fake accomplishment that feels so good. You just got to get to the next level. You got to get the next level and then you feel like oh my god I actually did something today in addition to actually doing stuff today Mm. so it feels great once you download best fiends you can play anywhere even without an internet connection which is great if you're stuck in a place without wi-fi collect tons of fiends that get powered up as you play more levels every win brings new challenges thousands of puzzles to play new in-game events are added all the time with thousands of levels, there's always more to play. So go ahead and let enough is never enough be your mantra. Download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. 
There he is. Oh, my God. Hey. I can't believe you're on the show. There might be 50 ways to say goodbye, but only one way to introduce our guest today. He is the lead singer of Train, whose new album, AM Gold, is out now. It's so fucking amazing. Aww. Priyanka, say, hey, soul sister, to Pat Monahan. Hey. <laughs> Look at this guy. I mean, so far, it's the greatest intro of all time. So thank <laughs> you, guys. Absolutely. That's how we do oh, it Oh, but here. wait, there's more. No, there's That's no more. That's how we do. Wait, where are you? Why are you in the dark? Are you doing drugs? I'm doing drugs. Uh, <laughs> I, I usually am in the dark. I, I have a studio, and I try to block out the light and then light the front, but it never works. So I just put Christmas lights in the back. So that I know. I like love I know it. What I'm doing. It looks cozy. Wait, Pat, I can't believe I'm talking to you. This is so I know. cool. I, mean, I can't believe you're doing this show. I'm such a massive, massive fan. Oh, that's fan. so sweet. Thanks. Well, I love it. This is, uh, I love your show. Oh, well, thanks. I, this is so, and you're an actor, which people, some people know, some people don't. What? It's it's crazy. Yeah, of course well, you're an actor. I pronounce it actor, but, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate the effort. So you roll your R's this early in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, Pat Monin, you got to be Irish with that name and the fact that you're the youngest of seven, I'm the youngest of five, right? Oh, are you? Wow, cool. Yeah. So, which is the name of your solo album, I'm guessing, is Last of Seven. Is Last why, of Seven. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, do you guys, what was it like growing up Irish music in the family? Like, because I think we should, <laughs> I think we should record an album together where it's called Last of Five and I'll just sing super loud over you because that's how I, <laughs> I grew up. I don't like that idea. No? Okay. Are we done? Yeah, I'm really against it. <laughs> Wait, so oh, okay. what was that? Other musicians in the family, super loud, drunks, Irish, right? Yeah, they're pretty drunk and Irish, yeah. for sure. Uh, <laughs> mostly the drunk part. Um, I know, me too. My so. my family, you know, we actually have struggled with all that stuff, and uh, it's sad, but it's a it's a sad truth, but it makes us who we are. And Yeah, for sure, same. You know, I actually quit drinking for... 17 years, I only drink wine and champagne because I can at least control that part of things. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's a real, it's a real thing. Yeah. 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 And totally. being the youngest, I don't know, I can just tell you my experience and you can tell me yours, but me being the youngest of five was I became an observer because yeah. I was kind of the youngest. I was like looking at people like, oh, I want to be more like that. I want to be less like that. And that seems cool. Yep. Or that's a, right. Isn't that an interesting little thing that happens? Yeah. There's a whole lot of I want to be less like that and, and more. <laughs> like that but it's uh but yeah, it also sure. makes us who we are if we can get through it you know what i mean it's uh yeah. it's not easy to manage anything and then when you have not the tools to deal with it you know like for years i had a great therapist it's actually how I wrote Calling All Angels because oh God, uh, that song. it was based on my therapist saying we're surrounded or we are made up humanly of angels and traitors and so uh, that was a real thing for me. Like we were modestly successful and I went to her and I was like, look, I'm in a terrible marriage. I, I don't know how to parent like I want to. I don't have the tools to do these things. Here's what I've accomplished, but I can't enjoy it. You know, I'm sober. I'm unhappy. Mm -hmm. Right. And she was like, okay, first thing I want you to do is stand up and I want you to put your right hand in front of you uh, on of your a stomach. a checkbook. Write uh, me a check. And, and, oh. your, and your left one behind you and I want you to take a bow and then I bowed and she clapped and said, we have to start finding your angels right now. Yes. Wow. Because you're letting, you're letting your traitors win and you just took your first bow. It's time to start doing that. 
Yeah. Wow, that's intense. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So a lot of people think it's a religious thing, but it's really just, uh, it's great advice. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, thank you for opening up with that. I think, you know, we live in sort of a world and a society that only encourages us to show the best parts of ourselves, let's say on social media or, or just bringing attention to that. But the reality is part of being human, the human experience includes the heavier, darker sides of us. I mean, we all have good and evil. I don't want you to get me wrong. I'm perfect. Yeah, oh, no. you are. Except <laughs> yeah. for you, let's, Pat. Let's not, that, let's, I wasn't let's done not, yeah. yeah, I don't want you to misinterpret yeah. what I was yeah. saying. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. That's are, coming through. That's coming through. Yeah, no, no, no. You're in the God quality. Yeah, you are a God, actually. Yeah, it's so nice to meet an equal. So listen, Pat. Yeah, I'm just going to leave now. Finally, an equal on the show. Wait. Uh, but uh, but listen, this I truly am such a massive fan. I can't believe I'm talking to you. It's really really oh, cool. That's so sweet. It's Thanks. true. It's true. And like, how does it feel? Like, I want to get to music because I'm a musician. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know or care, but I studied classical music for about 20 years. I'm a pianist, and I was going to be a conductor, and blah blah blah. blah. And then I fell into acting. Sorry, actoring. And so actoring, actoring. Yeah, <laughs> I just say actoring. So, yeah. but out of your brain comes this music that's now you're going to laugh or I don't know how you're going to feel about me saying this, but it's truly how I feel out of your brain comes music that is now part of people's DNA forever. And I'm Mm. always fascinated by geniuses like you who like can create hit after Mm. hit after hit, like marry me and meet Virginia and drive by and drops of Jupiter and calling all angels and all of those things that will forever be drilled in people's heads. And you can't find a person on the planet that hasn't heard these songs that will die having them gorgeously stuck in our body and our mind Mm. so I want to know what that feels like and also I want to know when you're creating a melody do you ever come up with melodies and think like wait a minute that sounds like no somebody's already done that but wait no they haven't Mm. but wait I think they have no wait they haven't I'm going to keep going with they haven't and I'm going to create this and then there's this melody that's just so simple and beautiful I don't know I just think it I think it's amazing oh that's super sweet thank you um so I did know that you were a musician, but I didn't care. Right. When you when you said <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. So good. You said I don't know if you know this or care. Oh I know. I just But don't I care. don't care. <laughs> the truth. Ah, so I, I have I have to stay I have to stay on charge here because uh you're you're too good at this and I, I I'm learning from you. Um, I love I love it. Well, Dad. I would say to that, Dad. Oh. <laughs> is that you? Dad, is that you? So it, there's a strange thing that I, I started to do about 15 years ago. I go to Sedona. Oh. Beautiful. I go meditate in the same place every time, and I leave something that's important to me, like wow. uh, a necklace that really is important or something. I leave something behind, and then I ask all of the past artists that aren't here anymore, mm-hmm. if there's anything that they didn't do while they were here, wow. I would like to do it. Oh, and wow. I don't know if it's working, but it feels like it is. What do you mean? like? Wow, I just got chills. This I is- love that, but what do you yeah. mean? like All of the past artists, if there's anything you haven't done musically, you mean? Yeah, if there's any, like, I know that when my time is done Not like here, snowboarding or something. Not like that. No, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, wow, I got this snowboard uh, inspiration. Yeah. And okay. I hurt myself. Yeah. No, I just mean, like, when Tom Petty goes, 
and no one expects it. What didn't he do? You know, right, what didn't right. what didn't Prince get done? What did Mozart oh, wow. want done? What is there left that they wanted to complete? I would love to be a vessel to help them get it here. And yeah. whether it's working or not, I, I keep doing it. Mm. Wow. Wow, that is gorgeous. I love that. So where do you have a that you go back to the same spot in Sedona every year? Yep. Or every okay. every before I create. So it's like before not every year, it's like every every cycle of my life you know whether it's like it's time to make a new record like i'm yeah. i'm writing a musical right now you are and it's so hard it's, wait it's so so hard it's called begin again it was a movie you, yeah. you might remember it mark Ruffalo was in it and mm -hmm. i think the music was the most it was the weak link of the movie mm -hmm. uh -huh. so they were like hey we need better music if if you'd be interested in getting involved and so we did our first draft we're almost done with our second draft but we'll do a reading at the end of mm -hmm. my tour and wow. that's really hard work i mean as you would know those things are difficult to do yeah well mm -hmm. they take years right it takes years yeah years because isn't it like so pat monahan writes this song for this musical you're working on and they're like okay here Here's this song and that song. And I'm like, mm, no, this doesn't really fit in. Can you go write another one? You're like, do you know what it takes to write a goddamn song? You nailed it. My life in a nutshell is beautiful because I have famous songs, but I'm not a famous guy. So I can go anywhere. I'm not like, you know, Tiger Woods or somebody who's so visibly yeah. noticeable yeah. Mm -hmm. that I just have famous songs. So if I'm in your town yeah. during a tour, you I've been talking to you me. waiting for Pat to show up. Yeah, see, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, I'm some guy. Uh, I'm your dad. Yeah. And so that's really beautiful that I get to have that life. Yeah, that's cool. But when it comes to this kind of thing, it's hard to not go, bitch, I know how to do this. Yeah, right. right. It's right. hard not to right. do that, and right. you have to be able to put that in check. Right. I don't know oh, how man. you... Isn't it kind of so frustrating you question whether you should stay in it or not? Because it's years on your life. I'll be very frank with you. Yeah. When I handed in the first draft and i was so excited and sent it to my managers and they were like oh man it sounds amazing you know and then i get the notes back that was when i was like i yeah. think i'm done yeah 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 wow sure. and i'm not done but it took me about six weeks to start working on it again yeah mm -hmm. for sure i get it mm -hmm. it's like Oof. i know i don't know how you do that that's amazing yeah. but that said i can't wait for that fucking musical and that's gonna be amazing yeah. it's gonna be pretty cool it's yeah, gonna, that, it's gonna be really, really good. Once you start getting notes, my because I'm Irish Catholic. Well, not yeah. not Catholic anymore, but Same. but because I was raised in that environment, the Same. first thing I want to do is retaliate. Like, right. oh, these are these are your notes. Oh right. man, yeah. I have some fucking notes too. Right. This is perfect. <laughs> I was hoping you would open the door for right. my anger. Right, right. <laughs> that's exactly. Oh my god, door. we're exactly the same person. You've learned that trick by now, right? Where you go. That's fantastic. Let me think about that. Yes. And uh, I'll try to incorporate those notes. And then you yeah. just don't. <laughs> right? Then you, that, don't. then you just don't. Yeah. No, I'm I'm incorporating the notes because it takes me about six weeks to go instead of you're wrong, I'm right, to go like, okay, maybe there's something here you're right about. And then yeah. I write a better song and then i go like okay they were right i could have done this better isn't that oh, what a so process you right come around that's yeah really and that's, that's awful that's... it's great and awful at the but, same time. right but that's with age too because when you're younger you would have been like fuck off i'm going on tour i'm not doing yeah this. probably right. i probably would have yeah yeah i think you're uh, right. i know who you are so uh <laughs> Pat, I, I, do you have any practices to help kind of channel you know, there's a lot of energy here, creative energy, energy of anger. What sort of practices do you have to channel all that? You know, honestly, in my camp, like in, in my band, in my life, like all my friends, 
the only thing we care about is comedy. Oh. If if, I love if that. someone's funny, you win. I love that. Oh. Like it doesn't like somebody be like, "Bro, you should check out this new band." I'm like, "Are they funny?" Like yeah. I don't care. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's That's like really funny always wins. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? Uh, and I was uh, I was golfing with these professional hockey players from the Seattle Kraken a week ago. Yeah, me too. And they're so <laughs> funny. I just want to keep going back and hanging out with these guys right. because you know most of my friends are actually comedians like George Lopez uh-huh. and Ken Jong and yeah. uh-huh. uh you know there's a there's a okay, you know Nick Swartz and a lot of guys He's that hilarious. I'm really close to because they've already been through enough right. they've already right. been through it look at how special i am they it, they've been it's been too painful to right. stay in that yeah. fake category of yeah. like I'm above it. We're That's all going so to the same place. You might as well laugh on the way. Yeah, and by the I way, I said I'll tell you, and we're all we're all here for five fucking minutes. Five right. minutes. It's yeah, like that. that's right. So that's what do you right. do? That's so funny. Like, funny always wins. That's the same kind of philosophy in in just comedy. Like when mm-hmm. you're doing, like on Will and Grace when when we were doing the show, it's like we'd get like a punch up joke from a camera guy. We're like, yeah, that's funnier than what I'm doing right now. So, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, oh yeah, that's we're cool. gonna do that. But see, if you weren't willing to listen to the joke, mm-hmm. like if this if somebody's funny around you. Yeah. Be like, okay, I want to be around that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I'm around musicians all the time, and and y- they talk about themselves so much that I like. You're not even the most interesting guy here. I mean, yeah. the guy <laughs> behind the camera is. That's right. You should have heard. He went to Iraq, and then he learned how to do these five things. Right. And no one will ever know because you're right. so busy with yourself. That's right. right. Oh, I love that. That's you're so oh, busy man, with so yourself. True. Write that down. That's a good little yeah. Song. You're so busy. Oh, you're so busy song. with yourself. Yeah, that's really good. One last dumb, dumb, stupid ass music question from me, the dumb, dumb, to you, the smarty, which is when. And I know it's like the most obvious question you've been asked a billion times. But when you write a melody, how in the world? I'm always fascinated with how do you? How does it come to you? Do you literally sit on the piano and just go ding, ding, ding? Like, do you just play out something that's catchy? Or do you hum it? I'm usually a hummer because mm-hmm. I don't play m- instruments very well. I can write on guitar a little bit, and I'm a drummer naturally, but mm-hmm. I'll be in Hawaii or something because I only go to very fancy places. And, sure. Uh, right. And then I'll, I'll and send so a And so from voice. Hawaii, where do you go? I go to Maui. <laughs> okay. No, I said from Hawaii. Oh, from Hawaii? Oh, never mind. It was a joke. It was a joke. Paris or or Sri Lanka. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Sri Lanka. Uh, Somewhere with the Four Seasons. Sure. Um, Oh, my God. I'm right with you. (laughs) (laughs) And so these melodies are, I'll just have them in my brain because I don't know how to stop them. And then I'll hum them to like some guys that make great tracks. And then they'll incorporate the melody over a track and be like, is this what you were thinking? I'll be like, man, we just wrote a song. Okay, so I want to do that. That's super cool. I want that guy, because I'll wake up with stuff in the in the morning, and I'll forget it. But like, well, hum it into your dictaphone or your iPhone, and or just my dick. <laughs> yeah. What if I just hum it in my own dick? <laughs> if you have a recorder in your penis, then yeah. that'll going to work fine. Well, why do you think? Yeah, I can sing out of my penis. Don't 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 <laughs> threaten me. It's a whistle, me. actually. Yeah, it's a whistle. I can sing on my penis. Yeah, I can sing anyway. on my penis. It's a, it's a high pitch thing, but all the dogs come running. It's a long story. So anyway, it's a long story. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I want to get to the good stuff, which is your rotator cuff, because I have one, too, but I never had mm. surgery. Why did you have surgery? Tell me how long you've lived with it. How did you know you had yeah, it and what caused start. it? Yeah. So my right arm, mm-hmm. 
I had worked on about 10 years ago. It was a snowboarding accident. Mm. And oh, I, I tried to avoid hitting a kid who was going to crash into me. It could have maybe been worse. That was awful because I had a, two big tears and they had to take my uh, <clears throat> one of my bicep tendons, cut it from mm -hmm. the top and, and, and re oh repair it down lower. That mm -hmm. took me like three years to get back. And then five months ago, my left arm from a boxing workout that I do. Oh, wow. Because uh, when you hit 40, they say that your rotator cuff starts to thin. Mm -hmm. wow, so, so that have, most 80-year-olds... Or what do they say? 80% of all cadavers have torn rotator cuffs. Mm -hmm. But if you don't mm -hmm. need to be doing pull-ups and golfing and stuff, then you're fine. If you're Wait, 80 and that you only take walks, that's what these doctors told me. Yeah. Wait, so mm -hmm. when you die, like everybody dies, everybody had a rotator cuff thing. I mean, not everyone, everyone, but a majority. It's a very sort of common... It's a common tear. Yeah. That, yeah. Wow. And over time, if you have a small tear, over time, it generally tends to, to largen, to get bigger. And they also told me that sometimes it's an advantage, like if you're a, a major league pitcher... Yeah. If you have a small tear, yeah. it can get your arm to move in a different way. Wow. But once the tear starts to, you know, move on, then yeah. it, it can all of a sudden end a career. But mm -hmm. but a yeah. little bit of a tear can help, but it didn't help me. It was just constant pain. So. so, Pat, because you had been through rotator cuff surgery in the past and it was a very challenging recovery, this time with the other arm, what was the story? I'm sure you were reluctant to go through surgery again, or how did that progress? Yeah. It was the opposite. Oh, really? Because one, when you're in pain... Mm -hmm. You just want to get on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this isn't gonna get better. It's yeah. not. You know. Yeah. Once you know it's not gonna get better, you just want to get on the. Okay, it's repaired. Now I can do the work, and I don't care if it takes yeah. years. Yeah. Because if you don't get it fixed, you know it's gonna be for the rest of your life. It's not yeah. gonna yeah. get better. That made it easy for me to get it fixed. Sure. I mean, did that affect your ability to play music? No, but it affected my. I mean, I. I I was kind of depressed about it. You know, when sure. your body yes. starts to break yes. down, your yes. personality changes a little bit and That's you drink right. more and yes. you, right. you yes. know, it's, yeah. I uh, tore my knee doing some physical comedy bullshit, whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, I tore my meniscus and then I didn't turn out. I didn't. It was some other kind of tear, but uh, we talked about it on the show. But yes, it depresses you because you're like, oh, I can't do the thing I do, which is, yeah. so you find, so I guess I'll just use my upper body to be funny. Mm. And then it's like, <laughs> right. and then your neck pulls out and you're like, oh, I can't do my neck. <laughs> so maybe I'll just use my torso. to. Right. Yeah. And then I'll, now I'll just then use my gonna, eyes. They're going <laughs> to love like, this. Yeah. <laughs> this is hysterical. Me just shimmying with my shoulders is hilarious. I mean, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to go back. Priyanka, I have a question about pat's bicep because when yeah. you he said when you i'm talking about you like you're not in the room pat when you have that and you connect the you cut out whatever and you connect the bicep. how does it grow back and here's what they did with the one i just had repaired my left uh -huh. one it was they thought it was two tears when they went in they only saw one wow yeah. so they anchored into my bone so they put like a little screw mm -hmm. and then they sew the tissue that's torn to the screw mm -hmm. so that it grows oh back God. like that. And yeah. uh, so oh, when when, when I had the tear, all my pain was kind of in the back of my shoulder, which is super weird. Mm -hmm. And they told me it was because my body is compensating for the tear, which I can't use this part. So mm -hmm. I'm using other muscles. And then when they fixed it, then I felt it right where the tear was. So uh, oh, wow. I, I can at least sleep on my side for the first time in, you know, three years. Wow. Oh, wow. Wait, how long ago did you have the left one? 
five months ago. Wow. Yeah, it's recent. Yeah. And so usually after rotator cuff surgery, people might need to have restricted movements or wear some sort of brace uh, mm-hmm. or you have, you're not allowed to do certain activities. Where are you in your rehab now at this point? I did physical therapy for three months mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I know how to do it. So I do mm-hmm. pretty well with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can do pull ups and push ups. Uh, I'm sore, you know, the next day. I've mm-hmm. golfed since the third week. Oh, but, wow. But they just don't want me to box until, you know, maybe the end of the year because they think that maybe that was the part of it. Yeah, that- they want me to stop boxing for a couple of years too. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And I'm just saying, like, I, it's just embarrassing for the other people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, I know. You know you what's know what I mean? super interesting about your story, Pat, is that <laughs> they thought there were two tears, but it wasn't until they actually went in that there was yeah. actually only one tear. I just find it so interesting with all of the technology that we have and the ability to diagnose people that this is still an area of medicine where we could probably be more exact. I mean, the fact that we're even here is overwhelming. Yeah. And every every time I read the news, I think, I can't believe that it's 2022 and this is happening. So, because we should be so much further advanced. And I think- oh, medic- I think about that all the time. Medically, we're probably in the same shoes, right? Where it's mm. like, man, we've we made all this huge progress and now it just seems to be moving slowly. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. And I feel like that with everything in the world. Uh, yeah, I a, do too. I, think, I feel that with like travel. Like you're telling me a plane, yeah, right. like we haven't thought of a, pla- a new way to get to uh, London like <laughs> in a hundred years. Yeah, that's exactly right. What's happening? Yeah, we gotta wake people up. <laughs> well, oh, we're God. so busy with the internet and how to improve the internet that I think a lot of other things are, are falling being on the missed. wayside. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as long as I can get some TikTok videos in, I'm on it. I'm. I'll come back. <laughs> exactly. I'll develop some a new aviation. Wait, I want to know some some other stuff because yeah, I want to know about like touring and how like have you ever gotten super super sick on tour and how did you get through it and and any er stories because i'm fascinated with er i'm gonna tell you a story right now that i'll never get over okay slower so about um (laughs) it was about nine months ago during covid lockdown and everything we had a show outside of pittsburgh between pennsylvania and west virginia and it's a big luxury resort and uh we went to the show the the night before and had dinner and did whatever. And I slept on this bed that was shaped like I didn't realize, but I woke up with different pain than I've ever had mm-hmm. in my chest mm-hmm. and in my back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I couldn't breathe right. And oh, I was no. really starting to panic. So at about two o'clock in the afternoon, I'd say to my tour manager, I don't know what this is. I've never had cardiac arrest, but I can't catch my breath right. Mm-hmm. And I need I need somebody to see me because I'm now I'm panicking. So but now this is my... this is nine months ago. Yeah. Okay. If this ends with like I got COVID, this is a boring story. Oh, no, Sean, no, this is nice. uh, this is this is boring anyway. But I'm gonna finish it because <laughs> I you are no more entertaining than I am right now. And so I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Touché. need you need this based on what I've heard oh, so gosh, far. Irish <laughs> here. Again, so, I don't care. You don't care. So yeah. the the M 
the MT guys, or these these emergency um, ambulance comes and yeah. they take all my vitals, and the guy is so stressed because he's like, "Okay, you sing in this band, you got a big show. I can't mess this up. We <laughs> we need somebody else to see you." So they send another guy, and the guy's like, "Man, I don't know. This heart rate's a little bit funny." So they take me to the ER yeah. and they take blood and they do everything. Now it's four thirty, five o'clock. I have a show in like two hours. Right. Yeah. And then the doctor comes in and says, hey, we took some blood and you have some enzymes in there. You may be having cardiac arrest. No way. I am having a heart attack to these guys. <sighs> oh, my God. And I'm like, this is awful. They're filling me with blood thinners and everything. Right. I, I had a rib out. I needed a chiropractor. Okay. Yeah. So I canceled right. the show. I fly home. My chiropractor uh -huh. pops me back in. I'm good as new. Okay. And I, I lost hundreds of... Of dollars, oh. and 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 thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. and you just needed a massage. I needed that's, a massage. That's crazy. Yeah, it was the really worst day I can remember in. What years. about the enzymes being low? I mean, that's not a rib. So then, because I want to, I'm I'm too old to mess around. I mm -hmm. go to a cardiologist. He looks at everything and he goes, "These tests." Anyone could have been at that level. It's a normal level of enzymes. Okay. That yeah. is oh, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So fuck the, off. The, the enzyme must have been. What well, I think the enzyme that was elevated is. A, it's a very common. It's a widely used enzyme that is used to screen for heart disease, but also muscle disease. It's called creatinine kinase, and. It's basically a, a muscle enzyme. And so CK, which is the short for it, gets elevated when there's a heart attack or there's heart muscle that's being damaged. But other things that can cause muscle inflammation, like, you know, you fractured your rib and you slept in that position and your body must have been just in a very tight inflamed position. Yeah. It might have caused a slight elevation in your creatinine kinase, which then, yep. you know, I, I think the ER doctors and the team, they were kind of treating things extra carefully because it was you like maybe yeah. if you hadn't so had they, a show or you weren't you know who you are they might have been like ah, it's probably going to be okay but i think th the idea of that them being liable what they yeah. were thinking is if this guy dies on stage yeah mm -hmm. nobody's gonna we're know the is. headline yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that was yeah. i think what their thinking was which was not a good advantage to me Oh, oh my God! But you know what? I'm glad that it, you didn't have a heart attack. And oh I'm man, me that, too. You know, I mean, yes, you lost money, but how do you get a rib out sleeping? What do you just? Are you sleeping in a ball? Are you, are you like sleeping upside down? I just can't even no. imagine. It was that bad of a mattress. All wow! Right. Did I think you they leave a they Yelp actually sell those to people who are in bad marriages. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say sue the mattress company for those hundred bucks. Oh, you that hundred bucks you lost that night. Yeah. I, well, you know, I've thought about you know what do I do here. Yeah. Do I try to get my money from somebody? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not a very litigious guy. So right. I've been sued. I was sued for Drops of Jupiter by a band. For real? And and it was so bullshit because we had to write them a check. Are you Because we just me? wanted them to go away. And it was the hardest check I ever wrote. And because of that kind of thing, I don't try to put people through uh, nonsense. Oh, because you've been on the other side. Hmm. How long did the lawsuit last? It was about three months because then, you know, when, when you, you have to get a musicologist involved wow. and then the musicologist yeah. is like, okay, well, you know, the, the deal is if you have seven consecutive notes or melodic similarities, then they yes. have a suit. And it, if wow. you would have heard the two songs together, you'd be like, wow. So it's just easier to make them go away. 
Well, you know, the the guys were like, look, the amount of money that Drops of Jupiter will make you, let's just get rid of these guys. This is yeah. much more of a hassle. Than, yeah. Wow. Uh, wow, that's insane. Which is a sad, one of the guys in my band quit the band because of it. No. no way. He had other things on his mind, but that was the kind of thing that he just couldn't back. He was like, there's no way we're cutting him a check. And I was like, but you're not thinking like, a smart person we just uh-huh. need to be done wow since you opened the door i'm just to be honest when i when i sent that lawsuit in it be, i i <laughs> well here's what I, no here's what here's what i'm just saying i'm saying i i thought of that like years before you and i posted it everywhere yeah, spotify and everything and i was just like i don't want to do this to pat he seems like a good guy well but, i know, remember you were saying when you were singing into your dick you were going that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying and i was going to either slap you with the lawsuit or slap you with my dick here we go we're gonna go okay you know what i choose the lawsuit again Thank you. Well, you're lost. You're lost. You're All right, we're going to, Pat, we're going to okay, play a game. We're, yes, we're going to have a formal Irish brawl. It's time for Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're each going to get three questions. And if you don't know the answer, don't worry, I'll give you some possible points for creative answers. Sean, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, first question. In medical terms, what does AMA stand for? American Music Awards. No, <laughs> in medicine, Sean. That's what I'm saying. They, don't they have AMA? those in medicine too? No, it no. stands for Against Medical, medical Advice. advice. Yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, you, Against when, Medical Advice. Wow, Yeah, really? when you leave AMA, you're leaving American Against Medical Advice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Second question. Sean, y- you, you are... As bad as I am at this, and I haven't even started. <laughs> oh, I know no, where this I, is Hands going. down, you're going to win. Oh, hands just down, wait, you're going to win. Pat, I'm the wait. dumbest. Okay. I'm the dumbest person alive. All right. Second question: In the spoken word interlude of Britney Spears' single "Oops, I Did It, did again, it again," a guy gives her a present from which popular '90s film? Oh, what? Man. Is a guy gives her a present from a '90s film in that yeah, song? Th- there's in that a song? spoken word interlude. In that I don't song. come on. That song is ninety-seven years old. I There's no, no way I'm going to get this, but I have to guess, right? No, it's my question. No, no, no. This is oh, it's your song. question. Yeah, song. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. yeah. But if he doesn't get it, Pat, I'll, I'll take your guess. But no, no, no. Sean, I, I, Sean, I don't know the answer. But. Wait. Oh, okay. So uh, what is it called? A uh, what is that from Back to the Future? What's that car? I don't know. A DeLorean. A DeLorean. So that's a. I love that answer, but that's not correct. The answer okay. is he gives her a present from which popular '90s film? It's the, it's Titanic. What does he give her? He gives her. What does he give her, Rebecca? I don't even know what he gives her. But he my gives guess her, was going to be syphilis. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I had plenty of that on the Titanic. The diamond necklace. A, oh right, right, right. The necklace. Oh so, yeah. wow. All right. Okay. Third question for Sean. In yeah. your very first Instagram post in 2013. What city did you take a photo in? Turkey, Istanbul. Is that right? New York City. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, why would I? That was 85 years ago. Turkey? Have you even been to Turkey? I went to Istanbul with Will, Will Arnett, and oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was it was so okay. So, uh, Sean, you got zero this time. Excellent. Ironically, okay. Excellent. Pat, you're up next. Okay. First question for Pat: Where in the body can you find the radius? All around. Hold on. Isn't it your brain? That is incorrect. Your radius is part of your upper extremity, specifically your forearm. It's a bone. Uh, oh, yes, forearm. yes, yes. Okay, next question. <laughs> There's no yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I knew, I knew that. 
Question oh, two. Yes. What girl group was Beyonce originally a part of? Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. the... Uh, I know that uh, one. I come on. That one. My uh, <laughs> Destiny's Child. That's that right. That is correct. Okay, you're already ahead. Third question. In 2009, you guest starred in an episode of CSI New York. Mm-hmm. Which famous reality TV star played your girlfriend in the episode? Yeah, I know. Who is it? <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Yes, that is correct. She did? You, Wait, yes. what? Wait, what? I didn't what? say two words to her because I it was my first acting uh-huh. job ever and I was I was so scared that I I just wanted to remember anything I could remember and I have a a friend who's an actor uh whose name is Mark Blucas who kind of coached me through it. Uh-huh. And so I didn't say two words to her so I could just not leave the character and and uh-huh. and then I kind of just didn't know who she was and just thought she's too famous for me anyway. I'm I'm like out on it anyway. And then like three months later, I saw her at an award show and she gave me this huge hug and she was like, Soul Sisters, my jam. I mean, yeah. and it was like so sweet uh, uh-huh. that I'm just a huge Kim Kardashian fan because of that. Oh, that's mm. nice. That's yeah, I, nice. Went, I went from like, she's probably, you know, full of shit and like everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But she was not. She was really she's sweet. Not- how about Aww. that? I didn't know she was an actor. I don't think she does much. She was like guest appearing uh, at the same time I was as all. She does all right. little things like that. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Pat, you won. Congratulations. You're in Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. Pat wins in so many areas. He I won know. my heart. He won <laughs> my <laughs> mind. My He's amazing. <laughs> AM Gold came out a, while, a bit ago. I listened to the whole thing last night. It's so fucking good. fantastic. I love yeah. it so, so much. And uh, I love you, Pat. I think you're amazing. Pat Moynihan, I love you. I love your Thank brain. You, I love your music. I love so your nice talent. You. It's so Thank great you guys. To see you. Yeah. Thank you for being here, my friend. Thanks for your time. And yeah. thanks for your great gift. You've, uh, you've given me many, many, many hours of, uh, of joy. And you're the one. Thank you. You're so sweet. <laughs> Thank okay. you, Take care. I'll see you guys soon. See you soon. Bye. 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 Oh, man. That was hilarious. What a fun <laughs> so guest. Funny. I love him. I think he's amazing. How yeah, funny is very he? Very deep too. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just it was really interesting stories that he shared. I think it's that Irish Catholic thing, right? It's like yeah, no, you oh. two hit it off. No, there's yeah, a his... lot of brethren vibe, Irish brethren vibe going on there. I That's love right. that. The pain is very, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very real. relatable. No, it's very real. No, I, I love that. So, thank you everyone to our listeners as well, Lauren and Teresa, for calling in. And yes. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. Hypochondriactor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenhower and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.